mouth. Silence saved and sound destroyed. You'll get yourself killed. Callum's lower lip quivered and he focused on the self-revulsion at his weak response. For all the times he and his brothers had been stabbed, they'd withstood the pain and never cried. This was different. This time there was so much blood. With shaking fingers, he made to draw back the fabric of his shirt. He winced as the tattered garment peeled away, revealing an open wound. Then, sucking in a slow breath through his teeth, he quickly covered up the mark left by the Marquis of Downton's blade. Son of a duke, Lord Downton would one day be owner of the Mayfair Muse Callum frequently visited. The ruthless bastard had caught him once before, and promised him a hanging if Callum sullied his stables again. It had been one thing to disregard that long-ago threat, an altogether different one to rob from that same man in the street. Guilt and regret roiled inside. It had been a careless mistake. Always nick from a knob in a crowd, when they were unsuspecting. That was the way, the safest way to pick a man's pocket. But the drunken gentleman exiting Diggory's hell had diamonds dripping from the rings on his fingers to the buttons on his jacket, to the cover of his timepiece. Callum had made an uncharacteristic misstep and found himself with a blade to his side for his efforts. He reached in the clever pocket sewn along the side of his pants. His fingers collided with a cool metal object, and he pulled it out. Those exertions sent sweat dripping from his brow into his eyes. He blinked back the stinging moisture and gazed at the heavy fob in his hand. Through the bloody agony of his side, he managed to grin. The piece was worth a damned fortune, and had been worth the carelessness and risk. Callum collapsed on his back and blacked out. A faint creaking penetrated Callum's unconsciousness, and he struggled to open his eyes. The scent of cloves and mutton lingered in the air. Trying to piece together where he was, Callum shoved up on his elbows and gasped, remembering too late the knife, the injury, his surely impending death. Callum? The faint sing-song whisper, in those cultured tones, out of place in his world, pierced his frantic thoughts. Are you here? I've brought you a birthday. A soft whir of air caressed his face as the familiar figure, a small one, sank down beside him. Little Lena Duchess, as he nicknamed her. He'd stumbled upon her in this stall in the middle of a rainstorm a year ago. Where any other lords and ladies would have turned him over to the constables, the small girl had run off and returned with leftovers from the evening meal. Little fingers captured his face in a surprisingly strong, if unsteady, grip. You're hurt. Hers was an accusation coated with heavy fear. He marveled that she worried after him, when only his brothers and sister gave a rat's ass if he returned to the shack they called home. Not wanting her pity or tears or worry, he threw off her fingers. I know, he snarled. Lena's lower lip quivered, and something moved in his chest. Setting down the plate in her hands, she swatted his arm. What happened? As one, their gazes went to the damned gold piece glittering in the dark. He made a grab for it, and ignoring the burning in his side, stuffed the bauble awkwardly into his pants. Did she recognize it as her brother's? Uh, your business? What would she know of stealing and surviving? She knew nothing but a full belly, a pompous family, and what it was to be pampered. Then with a fiery show better fitted to a girl on the streets, and not a fancy knob's daughter who lived in a nearby townhouse, she unleashed her fury. I'm trying to help you because you are hurt. 
And you know I hate it when you use that fake way of talking. You don't talk like that, but you pretend you do, and please don't die. Her lip trembled again. The sight of it caused that damned weakening again, and this time the reply came not as a bid to salvage his street pride, but to stop that damned sadness from her enormous brown eyes. I can't die, he said, reminding her of those words she'd given him when they'd first met, and she'd pointed out the scar by his lip. I have the mark of life. Or some such Greek nonsense she'd prattled to him about while he'd devoured a loaf of bread she'd once brought him. Lie down, she commanded with more authority than the constables who still hadn't managed to catch Callum. What happened? she asked, guiding him back atop the hay. Breathing hard, he allowed her to help him down. I nicked a piece and got stabbed for my efforts. One can't let oneself be caught unawares, she scolded. You've told me that. I know, he gritted out.